0: Hey, everyone, just coming to you with this public service announcement. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. So let me explain. First and foremost, it's free to do so. You don't got to come out of your pocket. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole bunch of other platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's why I got on it. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right. Peace. Peace, peace. We are back once again with Masterminds with Brother Shemel. I am your host, Brother Shemel. And it's good to be back. It's a new year, new season. Uh, Took a little hiatus, but we are back and I'm glad to be back uh, with you all to share some information, share some thoughts, uh, some insights that I hope will be useful to you in some way shape or form um and definitely before i begin as always i'd like to thank each and every one of you who have continued to support me those who supported me from day one um those who've recently come along the way and show support uh i'm definitely thankful for all of those who uh, particularly as of recently um have shown support by purchasing books online uh of course if you are interested in getting my books you can go to my website that's shemel.com that's s-h-e-m hyphen dot com, where you can purchase my books um videos of my lectures um and other materials shirts and things of that nature so you're welcome to check it out uh, you also get an opportunity Uh, to access a free online course lesson. It's a brief introductory lesson. Um, Again, just piquing the interest of those who may want to continue and show support by uh, participating in a course. Um, I've put the course on hold. Um, The what you call it, the, mass, um, the mind mastery, uh, meta mind mastery, I've put it on hold, but um, again, that is tentative to the support and the insight and the feedback from you all. If you want it, you know, if y'all let me know y'all want it, then we'll get it popping. Um, if not, that's fine too. Um, I will continue to go ahead and share with you via my podcast as well as my youtube you know definitely i appreciate everyone who's who has subscribed followed and shared videos uh, the subscribership of course increased since um tr- dramatically since my interview that i did with asir de ducateers shout out to asir de Ducaters. And I'm still open to do more interviews. Um, I'm thinking of some names right now that I may reach out to for this year and get them on and provide y'all with some more uh, dynamic interviews. So with that, um, until then, I'm just gonna do what I do and and just share my thoughts with you. So the title of this particular this particular episode is Heal Thyself. And as always, I'm going to start with a reading, a short reading from the Circle 7. And I'm actually only going to read one verse because it kind of sums up everything. And this is from chapter 38 in the Circle 7, which is holy instructions from the prophet, the soul of man. Um, Actually, I've For those who uh, may not be familiar, you can go back to my previous episodes. I have an entire episode dedicated to this particular chapter, The Soul of Man, where I just go ahead and give a metaphysical breakdown of this chapter because it's really deep. But here I'm just going to read the first verse and it says, The blessing, O man, of thy external part is health vigor, and proportion. The greatest of these is health. What health is to the body, even that is honesty to the soul. So, I wanted to say that to kind of set the stage for what I'll be speaking on, which is healing. Uh, We know that we're in a day and time where many of our loved ones are dealing with some challenges you know pertaining to illnesses viruses you know they say it's that season right now for that to happen and definitely um it's definitely evident you know I, I know many people who have um, come down sick even I'll be totally transparent even my wife and I um some weeks ago, you know, you know, got sick, but we're well now, you know, I'm thankful and grateful for that. And it was a definite, it was a definite concentrated healing process, self-healing process. I tell you that I did not go to any hospital. I'm thankful for that. You know, I know there are those who had to have gone to hospitals, um, but, you know, did not have to do that. I went through the period of fasting, a specific type of fasting, and also combined with uh, certain things that I did to go ahead and um, speed up the healing process, because your body naturally is inclined to, it's designed to heal itself. But, you know, it needs assistance, and a lot of things we have to do in terms of changing our Habits to assist in that because, you know, as I learn, I'm learning every day that many of our habits actually work against the healing process, um, against us from preventing to receiving sick, um, any illnesses. You know, there are those who don't get ill because they've taken the right steps, but also there are those who may get sick and then they don't stay sick long. Because of uh, they did the they did the prepping work prior to that, so I want to get into that. So, you know, a lot of times we hear, especially for those of us who are part of the Moorish paradigm, we we hear the term "know thyself" a lot. You know, know thyself, um, study thyself, but not as much do we speak upon heal thyself healing yourself what does it mean to heal yourself what does it mean to truly be healthy what is the first foundation in healing in health because the word healthy healing uh, healthy and um health the root word in that is heal right so what does that mean? So I want to kind of dive dive into that. You know, um, I'll probably be going into some writings. Um, I may go into my own book, uh, "What Is the Higher Self," because, of course, that speaks on some things pertaining to uh, the spiritual access of the of the human, where we can get a a better comprehension. Of ourselves. So, one of the things that I like to speak about, and I've spoken about this before, is that, you know, in essence, everything is energy, you know. Um, in other words, even in the physical world, we're looking at vibrations of energy, slowed down vibrations of energy um, into forms of what we call matter, right? And in the circle seven, the chapter one, it actually expounds on that. Knowing and studying chapter one gives you the basis and the foundation on which to grasp that. Um, Particularly when it speaks about the planes, you know, such as when it speaks about, for example, when it says, The human seed that came forth from the heart of Allah was full ordained to be the Lord of the plane of soul and of the plane of things made manifest. So Allah the husbandman of everything that is threw forth his human seed into the soil of soul. It grew apace. And man became a living soul and he became the Lord of all the kingdom of the soul. Hawk, now let every creature hear. The plane of the soul is but the ether of the spirit plane vibrating not so fast. And in the slower rhythm of this plane, the essence of life are manifest. The perfumes and the odors, the true sensations of the awe of love manifest. Right? So... The plane of the soul is but the ether of the spirit plane vibrating not so fast. So now that speaks about how planes vibrate at different rates. Some faster than others, some slower than others, right? And the plane of things may manifest is of the slowest vibration, so to speak. I always use the analogy of liquid solid gas, right? solid liquid gas, I should say, solid being the lowest, uh, vibration of matter, right? The most dense, and then comes liquid and then gas, which is the least dense, right? So that density becoming more dense is actually the fall of man, as spoken about in chapter 11. You know, it speaks about that thing, that particular, uh, where it says the ethers became more dense, and all the creatures of these plains were cloaked with coarser garbs of flesh, which men can see, and thus the coarser manifest, which men call physical, appeared. And this is what is called the fall of man. But man fell not alone, for protoplasts and earth and plant and beasts were all included in the fall. The angels and the cherubims fell not, their will were ever strong. And so they held the ethers of their planes in harmony with Allah, right? So you have something that's called harmonium. Now, the question is asked in the Moorish questionnaire, what is the higher self? And the answer is the higher self is the mother of virtues and harmonies of life and breathes justice, mercy, love, and right. There's something called harmonium and we have to grasp what harmonium is is now remember you're dealing with one great sea of vibrating energy and it's just that vibrating energy has different emanations that vibrate at different frequencies okay so we once we know this okay this explains everything in terms of health as well as illness okay so just think about it like this um in our let's say in attaining harmonium many normal everyday things you know they have an elevating influence on us and help us approach that desired state of harmonium of harmony right being in our higher self right we love to laugh we like you know we like to be loved we like in you know we love, receive love, we give love, you know, we like to have joy, you know what I'm saying? We like to be, we like to be healed, healthy. And in our desire to be healthy, we want to see others healthy. When you get into those higher states of consciousness where you don't want to harm anyone, you want to help people. Because the question is asked, what does the lower self breed? And the answer is hatred, slander, lewdness, murder, theft, and everything that harms. So, the opposite of harming is helping, right? So, if you want to help people, you want to see people succeed, you want to see them well, you want to see the smile on their face, then that's coming from your higher self, right? As opposed to the lower self, which focuses on the negative, okay? So... Like for example We have to realize that We love beauty We love to see things that are beautiful Especially in nature This is part of harmony Right um, Like I said laughter That's why it's great to um, watch comedy You know your favorite comedian That laughter is a healing factor as well You know um, So for example One thing you can do that is designed to correct a condition that may be negative, right? Um, is designed to accomplish the opposite, right? Is to basically be relaxed. Okay. And basically learn to, uh, Train your mind to redirect its energy because you're dealing with the law of polarity, right? It's important to be relaxed. It's important to take deep breaths, inhaling deeply through the nose, exhaling out through the m- mouth, right? And what this allows you to do is to stay relaxed. And once you can be relaxed, you'll be more in the control and in- in controlling your thoughts. So you want to maintain harmony at all times. So that is important, okay? So if you think about it, um, there was a profound thinker who spoke about um, the ills of humanity and said, nowhere in human thought is the darkness greater Than in connection with the laws concerning disease and death Now think about that for a moment Nowhere in human thought Is the darkness greater Than in connection with the laws Concerning disease and health Now One of the greatest Factors That contribute to bad health Is fear Fear Anger too negative emotions have a direct correlation to your physical health. How you think, how you feel has a direct correlation to your physical health. That's why it's always to your advantage to be in a positive state of mind. Even when circumstances around you may not be ideal. You get it? Because that is one of your best defense because your body emits certain hormones adrenaline and things of that nature when you're in certain emotional states and you gotta be conscious of that okay um it gives you a certain it gives you a certain um uh chemical that will be emitted when you're having extreme joy, right? Um, what do they call it, dopamine, or when you have that fight or flight situation, adrenaline. So one is more positive, one is more negative. You have the ability to control that secretion within your own body that will help you or harm you. You should want to be helped. So, so when you consider how media plays a role in putting out a lot of negativity then it's understandable so to speak why so many people um, can actually think and feel themselves to a way to sickness and death right fear and anger it will cause that the chaos you want to stay away from chaotic thinking from chaotic feeling as much as possible and that's key as much as possible sometimes you can't avoid it and uh, I put up a post on my Facebook group uh, which is the Masterminds Facebook group where I said I'm paraphrasing that being positive doesn't mean that you don't have negative thoughts is that the negative thoughts don't control you because we get tens and thousands of thoughts going through our mind on any given day what you connect to and the thoughts that you connect to and resonate with you actually give life to so you want to give life to positive thoughts okay Um, another thing is food absolutely food Um, getting into my personal story uh, when I recently fell ill and this is always a this is always a procedure this is not like new that I've done this is my routine if ever I get into that situation where my body is off I went and fasted I immediately got into fasting and the type of fasting that I do Is A liquid fast Primarily a water fast Primarily a water fast I would say 90% water For me And like I said Everybody has their Their go to And I'm not saying this is This works for everybody But you definitely want to be hydrated So 90% water 10% Um juice and herbal tea you know Uh, for me it's more herbal tea than juice but you know as time goes along I'll get more juice and then I'll transition into fruit and then the other foods as well because what a lot of people don't realize is that many of the foods that we normally eat and that's why I'm reevaluating what I eat now. Many foods that we eat make us predisposed to a lot of things because they actually weaken the immune system, right? And when you're healing, what you're actually doing, or what you should be doing, is assist the immune system to rebuild itself because it's in a process of rebuilding because it has to create the antibodies to fight off the viruses if it's a virus that you have you catch what I'm saying so if the immune system is weak it now has to build itself up and fight to build up the antibodies so because you didn't have enough antibodies to begin with so now it's important that you don't uh while you're going through that process, while you're in a unhealthy state, feed yourself with foods that are counterproductive to that process of your body building the antibodies. So fried foods, you know, fast food. Um, like I said, sugary foods, salty foods, high in sugar, high in salt, high in uh omega-6 oil not omega-3 omega-3 are good but at omega-6 right um those you know oily foods um you want to steer away from because it's not going to help your process of getting back and mucus of course definitely stay away from mucus forming foods like dr Sabi said um and yeah, paraphrasing, I believe, say, he says there's only one disease and that's mucus, right? Well, I, oh, yeah, one illness and that's mucus. So you want to do everything to stay away from anything that um, produces phlegm in your body. Mucus forming foods, you know, the cheese, you know, the grains and, you know, the the, the starchy foods and all that. So this is key so what we eat plays an important part and I know many people know this I'm not trying to preach to the choir but in light of what we're seeing now happen because honestly within the end of 2021 to the beginning of 2022 I personally have come across more people being sick than the a year before that you know um at least in my area now i know that's maybe different from some other people i know probably in the beginning of the pandemic you know a lot of people they knew were you know getting sick or dying and things of that nature but um me as far as me like this i'm seeing more people like i know either i know them or i know somebody who knows them like it's 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 kind of eerie right now. So it looks like a lot of the situation, you know, is not going to get better. It's going to get worse before it gets better. So those of us who are more conscious, we have to be mindful of it. We have to be um, vigorous in how we treat our body. And the first part of treating our body is treating the mind. The mind and the emotional part of ourselves to be able to fortify ourselves it basically like they say in the Bible put on that arm of God well that armor of God is not just you know you believing uh, in Jesus Christ that armor of God is fortifying your your spiritual body and we're going to get in more into that in the second half when we speak about you know the different Um, Subtle bodies Of the human being So we can kind of get into that And what we can do to fortify that And get more in tune with that vibration Because that's going to be key That is key It always was But it's now more it's, It's now that more than ever That we need to be Honest about being mindful of that you know for those who've been on it since day one salute to you you know salute to you you know um but also be mindful of this and I'm gonna I may touch into this more but what a lot of people don't know is that some of our best healers it's as strange as it may sound to heal yourself. Is actually more difficult than to heal another person, and that sound, that may sound totally erroneous, asinine, nonsensical, but there's something to it. Um, for example, and this may you know this may make people feel the wrong way, but Dr. Sebi died of pneumonia saying um, which is no slight of him because even Noble Lee was diagnosed as dying of pneumonia you catch what I'm saying and he had herbs he had the uh, the tea compound the mineral oil he, he himself was a healer he had he had products back in the 1920s way before you know Dr. Sebi came on saying Dr. Sebi gave Noble Drawley great honor. So, you know, law governs all events. events. It's not strange. There's parallels to the two men in that regard. You know, uh, Dr. Layla Africa died at the age of 74, if I'm not mistaken, you know. And he was a health advocate for decades. Meanwhile, there's people who've been living over a hundred years old who eat bacon that's a fact (laughs) you catch what I'm saying believe me check it out I saw an article of this woman who who ate bacon and she was over a hundred years old you know um my great aunt uh, Aunt Lena you know she lived to be a hundred and six I think now she did eat a lot of kale I know that for a fact but I don't know her diet but i never heard that she was a a raw foodist (laughs) i never heard from anybody like oh she don't eat this don't eat that like she she enjoyed herself you know within within her bounds of moderation and i think that's what happens as you get older you become more moderate in your enjoyment but you know i never heard about her being on an alkaline diet she didn't advocate that or anything like that but what she did do I noticed one thing that you kind of pick up when you see these stories on people who live past 100 and, and also I can speak for my Aunt Lena is that she always had a positive attitude she, she loved people she always had kind words to say about people she didn't stay angry you know There may be things that made her angry, but she didn't stay angry. She operated out of love. And that helps in your longevity for those who want to live long. And you should live as long as you ought to, not as long as you can. But we'll get into the second half on that in just a moment. now i said i was going to read um, from some parts of my book what is the higher self so i will do that now and one of the things i spoke about in the first half was pertaining to your emotions and your. it's key to be in control of your emotions and that ties into the soul so i'll read the following what the question What is a soul? Answer It is important to define exactly what a soul is. Soul can be classified as one's emotional body. In psychology and philosophy, emotion is a subjective conscious experience described by psychophysiological expressions, physical reactions, and states of mind. Emotion is usually connected with mood, temperament, personality, disposition and motivation to put it simply energy, emotion is energy and motion E equals motion E equals MC squared it is through the soul that one has compassion for all other life Ruh is an Arabic word meaning soul and it is related to the Hebrew word Ruach or Ruah the word Ruah appears in several verses throughout the great Quran of Muhammad right and I'll just read one of them okay so one of them is the following and I'll read it in Arabic and then I'll read it in English so this is Al-Quran the 21st Surah the 91st ayat, where it says Thuma sawahu wanafakha fihi min ruhihi waja'ala lakumu asama wala basara wala Kalyan ma tashkoruna which says and translates as then he made him complete and breathed into him of his soul and made for you the ears and the eyes and the hearts. Little is it that you give thanks. Okay. So this is in relationship to or connects kind of, um, back in the circle 7 where it talks about becoming a living soul and also in Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 where he said man breathed into um, and God breathed into man or the Lord breathed into man." Um, I'm paraphrasing let me go back and the Lord formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul so In that context... Right? uh, We are speaking about... How the soul... Is an integral part... Of the higher self... Okay? Um, Even in the... 58th Soda... In the 22nd verse... It states that... Allah... Strengthened humans... With a soul from him. Right? So... It's talking about Allah strengthening man with a soul... Which clothes the human spirit. Because remember... In the circle 7... It says that... the uh, Specifically... That... The... Higher self... Is human spirit... Clothed with soul made in the form of Allah Right And So I believe that's the 6th Verse of chapter 3 In the circle 7 But with that said Okay We get that takes you back Into the first Chapter of The circle 7 Which says time never was When man was not if life of man at any time began a time would come when they would end the thoughts of Allah cannot be circumscribed no finite man can comprehend things infinite all finite things are subject unto change all finite things will cease to be because there was a time when they were not the bodies and the souls of men are finite things and they will change yea from the finite point of view the time will come when they will be no more but man himself is not the body nor the soul, he is a spirit and a part of Allah. created fate gave to man, to spirit man, a soul that he might function on the plane of soul, gave him a body of flesh that he might function on the plane of things made manifest. Why did creative fate give to spirit man a soul that he might function on the plane of soul? Why did creative fate give to soul a body of flesh that he might function on the plane of things made manifest? So it's important to note that the soul allows the spirit man to function on the plane of soul which is of a higher vibration than the plane of things made manifest that is the physical plane thus the higher self functions on the higher planes of existence as opposed to the lower self that is the carnal self or the body of desires which functions or vibrates on the lowest plane of existence which leads to the next question: What is a plane? So the answer to that is that in metaphysics, a plane is a realm of vibratory consciousness. I'm going to repeat that in the in the in the area of metaphysics. If you study metaphysics, you realize, that you learn that a plane is a realm of vibratory consciousness. Um, and I'm making that point because there are those who have an issue with that definition. Or maybe I should say, I've come across maybe a couple of people who took offense to that um, because it wasn't in their paradigm of their teachings. But again, I'm gonna leave that where that's at. So going on, a plane other than the physical plane is manifested as a sublime state of consciousness that goes beyond the apparent physical universe. It is commonly mistaken that planes are layers or of energy or subatomic matter that is positioned above and or below each other. In actuality, planes are uniquely interwoven to the point that one cannot distinguish the boundaries between them. It is likened to a wide band cable that simultaneously carries multiple frequencies of electromagnetism. Each plane consists of subplanes, right? And that's, that's just a fact So now in metaphysics It is a knowledge that there are seven Ether planes Okay And I go a little deeper into it um, In my book How many days are in the circle So this includes the planes of The plane of things made manifest Or the physical plane In the great Quran of Muhammad The seven ether planes are referred to As the seven heavens According to the Islamic mystic uh, Known as a Sufi uh, The teachings of the Sufi I should say The Prophet Muhammad Peace and blessings be upon him Performed what's known as Al-Isra wal miraj Which is the night journey And the ladder Miraj meaning the ladder Al-Miraj, meaning the ladder, okay? So that kind of ties in with the whole Jacob's ladder thing, right? 12-step ladder. So you always have the the symbol of the ladder symbolizing ascension, okay? So keep that in mind. Which, now this, this story includes his journey through the seven heavens by way of astral projection. The word heaven is employed in the English translation of the Arabic word Samaa the plural form is Samawat which is a cognate of the Hebrew word Shamaim which literally translates as sky and that you find in the book of Genesis we're talking about the heavens and the earth you get Shamaim okay now this translation also coincides with ether, which means pure air, literally means pure air or, or sky, right? Ethios, Ethia, right? From the Greek. In the great Quran of Muhammad, chapter 71, verse 15, it states, um, and in Arabic, it's Alam Tawra Kefa, Khalaka, Alahu Sabah. Samawatin Tabaka which translates as, see you not how Allah have created seven heavens and layers right so you can catch that saba meaning seven like Nakuzu saba, the seven principles right so this concept of seven heavens goes back to a form of Kabbalah which is, of course, Hebraic mysticism. This Kabbalah is known as Makaba Kabbalah. Makaba Kabbalah focuses on visions like the ones in the book of Ezekiel, chapter one. The Hebrew word Makaba, which translates as a thing to ride in or a cart, comes from the um, consonantal root. Resh Ka Beth right those three letters meaning to ride also according to uh, Credo Mutwa right the great Credo Mutwa who recently passed not too long ago uh, who was a Sangoma right that is a spiritual healer Right, some would say a shaman, okay, from the Zulu tribe in South Africa. According to him, the word makaba is a Zulu word meaning dimensional vehicle. So there's a connection between the word makaba in the Kabbalah as translated in Hebrew and also the word makaba in the Zulu language. See, so the expressions of makaba, Kabbalah have been found within the Dead Sea Scrolls. And I speak about the Dead Sea Scrolls in my book, Who is Elohim? So the plane of soul is of a slower vibration than the spirit plane as described in the first chapter of the Circle 7, which I spoke about before, right? Um, also, you got to realize in the, in the Circle 7, one of the things it says that I didn't go into, it says, and these... Soul attributes became a body beautiful. A multitude of lessons man must learn upon the plane of soul. And here he tarries many ages until his lessons are all learned. Upon the boundary of the plane of soul, the ether began to vibrate slower still. And then the essences took on a final god, the perfume and odors and the true sensations and all of the love clothed in flesh and man was clothed in flesh right so that's that final garb again I was talking about the the vibration the ether becoming dense that's the fall of man as I mentioned before so it is important to note that the plane of soul is a realm where one must learn a multitude of lessons I'm going to relate this to health right when so there's trials and tribulations in life right uh, you know in traditional western marriages when people take their vows one of the things they say um do you take your lawfully this woman as your lawfully wedded wife um to love and protect her something like that through sickness and in health so it's already is already accepted. There's going to be times of health and there's going to be times of sickness. There's going to be times of happiness, and there's going to be times of sadness. It's gonna you feel what I'm saying? Good times, bad times. Those are cycles that of life. You catch what I'm saying? And also realizing that there's a lesson to be learned in the downtime, in the clouds, right? Um, What's that song by boys and men? Sunny days. Everybody loves them. Tell me, baby, can you stand the rain? You know, but rain doesn't last long. Eventually, you know, the sun comes back out or the sun appears out because the sun never was out. It was just not visible. So that's kind of like the way it is with life, the kind of way it is with health what you have to make you whole always existed there you always had the ability to heal yourself you just wasn't connected with there man and the divine are one but he debased himself just to gratify his lower self so if you look at the divine the omnipotent by whatever name you call that right you realize that that is the source of all that's all that's well, all that's positive, all that's, you know, vibrant, right? Gratifying the lower self, putting, doing more for the carnal self, the carnal body, your body of desires than you do for your spiritual self causes the dis- disconnect. And then this ease seeps in because that's what disease is, dis-ease. Not being at ease. Again, we talked about the harmonium, right? The higher self is the mother of virtues and the harmonies of life. Being at ease with people. Being in harmony with people. Being tranquil. Being at peace. Right? State of solitude. That's why meditation is important. That's why deep breathing is important. You know? um, These things are important. So, you know, I'm just going to continue on, you know, Um, I'll go into page 21 of the circle, uh, not the circle seven, page 21 of uh, my book, What is the Higher Self? And it says, it actually takes many ages of time, not months, years, or decades to learn these lessons. Speaking about the lessons on the plane of soul, that fact alone tells us that while the soul of man is finite and subject unto change, it does have a very long lifespan. According to the Sufi adepts, the soul is a part of something known as Alatif Asita. The question, what is Alatif Asita? And the answer is Alatif Asita, which translates as the six subtleties, are metaphysical sensors of sensory and extrasensory perception, or what is known as ESP, as explained in Sufi teachings. So alatif asita are considered to be parts of one etheric self, in the same way that glands and organs are part of the physical body. So, drawing from the great Quran of Muhammad, right, Al Quran, many Sufis classified nafs, spirit, kalb, spiritual heart, sir, which is known as the um, akhnam subtlety roh, soul, khafi Latin subtlety and akhfa which is the obscure subtlety as alatif asita so similar concepts in other spiritual systems include the right, which is Hebrew for enumeration of the Kabbalah and then you have the concept of chakra in Buddhism and Hinduism Now question, what is a chakra? Right? And the answer is, in Buddhism and Hinduism, a chakra is an energy point in the subtle body. Now, I'm going to pause there. Energy point in the subtle body. You have energy centers. Okay? So I'm going to try to make it as, as simple as possible because... Many of you have heard the term chakras, chakras, and you're familiar with that. Some of you are very astute in that. But I'm going to, at this point, try to make it as simple as possible, you know, Um, because I know it is something that can be very confusing to people who are not uh, familiar with it so I want to try to make it as simple as possible I really want to make it as simple as possible um, in terms of the this particular concept because we need to know about the actual um, the actual things that actually help us and are applicable if that makes sense Because if you don't Then what happens is We'll get caught into We'll be caught up more into What sounds great As opposed into What is actually applicable So This deals We're going to use the word Energy centers Or psychic centers Right So there are many grades of psychic energy okay now now to notice psychic energy right there's emotional energy okay there's different forms of energy but the psychic energy again is dealing with that subtle body that subtle energy right so I'm going to use the term psychic energy for this for this conversation there are many grades of psychic energy at first only the lowest grades those nearest to physical energy can be acquired and employed so that means the low forms like those those that are connected the etheric energy like that are closest to the physical those are the ones we can easily access and easily use okay And even with mental energy, it's the same. You have lower mental frequencies and higher mental frequencies. We're more apt to easily access the lower mental frequencies. But as you work with energy and you gain more energy, and there are techniques that you can use to develop those energies, right? Um, Your psychic centers begin to develop. So when you say, when we use the term chakras, we're going to use the term psychic centers in place of that okay so these they're like transformers so these transformers of energy for that's what they are then begin to ever increase they begin with ever increasing efficiency to put out more and more high grade energy so that's why they talk about the chakras like if you're you know your chakras are not open and the energy is low you know get the energy up right so as you work with this energy you'll be able to um develop more and more there's actually a um cartoon that gives a great demonstration believe it or not about the chakras um avatar the cartoon avatar And you may be able to see a clip on it In social media floating through social media And it deals with the aspect of of water Right To kind of give the example It's a great breakdown Very simple So you make this energy available to you To manipulate and use for your benefit Okay So It is Very important Right That we work this energy to develop ourselves okay Um, once you get over a certain self-consciousness you can use this energy to manipulate the matrix around you okay but you have to get past the ego and a lot of other filters that are in the mind right right um and for those who checked out my um uh, interview with the copper child Miguel, we spoke about Doctor Strange. And that story, that movie, and that dialogue is kind of where I'm getting at. To know that there's another world, and you know, of course the matrix as well. Um really the matrix and Doctor Strange are very similar in that in that regard, that there is another world another realm of reality that you can tap into and you know if, you, if you're if you in control if you're disciplined you can actually manipulate okay so so these are certain things we have to grasp in that concept um, now once you comprehend and have confidence in your ability to exert force and this also includes with healing now this applies to the healing okay you'll be able to exert um, exert force at a distance and then learn how to proceed to learn about higher psychic energy and how to employ it so as I've spoke about before you have um, certain disciplines such as Qigong Tai Chi and Reiki right which deals with what's called Qi And that's that energy, right? That energy we're speaking about. In Reiki, they have certain levels of of attainment. I'm going to use that term, right? In these levels of attainment, one of the highest levels of attainment is the ability to heal people at a distance remotely where you don't have to be up on them, right? You can send the energy out. We do it all the time. You know, Christians do it all the time. Oh, my aunt, she's not feeling well, about to go in the hospital. Please send your prayers and your positive energy. And then sure enough, this happens in social media. Yeah, I'm sending positive energy. Um sending, you know, love, warmth, you know, my prayers are out to the to the sister. Hope she's well. And depending on the intensity of it and the sincerity of the hearts of those who send that out that person does end up being healed I bear witness I've I've actually applied that you know for one of my relatives you know it actually works why? because energy has no boundaries there's no distance it doesn't operate in the same way as the physical Those refined energies. You can send a thought out to somebody and help them. You can send somebody, you know, you send thought somebody out to them and hurt them. But that's where the purity of the heart comes in. Right? So, just put that in there since we're talking about healing. I'm going to focus on the healing aspect. You can use this energy for many things. We're speaking about healing. So, the unknown is always discovered through the known. This is the way we learn. So to acquire a new skill, you have to learn a new technique. You must start with something simple that you already have learned, comprehend, and are familiar with. Familiarity breeds content. So you have to be familiar with something and then expound off of that. That's how we learn, you deal. That's why I always, when I, when I have these conversations, I always start off with a reading from the Circle 7 because I'm giving you something that many of my audience, not everybody's familiar with, but I know my core audience, at least in the States, they're familiar with these lessons somehow, some way, because of my teaching in person in many different circles and them there being of the Moorish Paradigm. And I'm using that just that term loosely. So from that point onward, we may progress into uncharted waters, but we learn by doing, not just by not just thinking about it. You have to apply this. This has to be applicable. We never get something from nothing. This means we must work for and earn the psychic development we seek, the consciousness, the elevation, the enlightenment that we seek. We have to work for this. It's not just study. It has to be application. It's not just reading. Okay. You know, we have, may have read all these books, these scriptural books, but you have to put in the work. Um, and when it comes to healing, you have to put in the work. Um, and Western society is geared towards us relying on someone outside of us to get, make us whole. Either something or someone. Usually that someone is the doctor and that something is a pharmaceutical pill, um, uh, a jab, a chemical, something inserted in us. Some type of therapy, chemicals, etc. but we have it within us. We just have to put in the work to develop the energy within us so we can heal ourselves and also heal others. So I just want to bring that home. I thank you all for listening and tuning in. And until next time, I end off with peace and love.